Learning from Crisis, Engineering a Safer Future. A global conversation with senior leaders to explore the impact of COVID-19 across key aspects of the world. Discovering what we can learn from disruption to create positive, transformative change. This podcast series is brought to you by The Resilient Shift, an initiative of Lloyd's Register Foundation and Arab. Welcome to the first in a new series of podcasts in which we explore whether the adversity brought about by COVID-19 can also be a catalyst for positive change across the world. For understanding resilience, we need to think about how we are responding and adapting to crises. The thoughts and ideas you'll hear about are based on a series of discussions on a variety of themes that affect all aspects of our lives. So our aim is to capture all of those insights and learnings to transform to a more positive future. Leading these online conversations was Dr Juliette Mian, who's the Deputy Director of The Resilient Shift. This initiative helps to ensure the safety and continuity of the critical systems that we all depend on. The systems that provide essential energy, water, transport and communication services and underpin food, healthcare and education. The initiative works with people and organisations from all over the world. Safety at work was the theme for this first podcast. Here's Juliet to set the scene. Safety at work is a very big and broad topic. It covers issues from how we design for safety. So the spaces that we work in, the spaces that we live in, the equipment that we need to use needs to have safety in mind. Also operating and working in hazardous environments and how that has been directly impacted by measures such as social distancing in the face of of COVID and the changes that have had to happen to be able to continue to do that work safely. Also, how we all work in our office spaces, in our places of work, the changes that have had to come into place to make those safe, and how that will continue to change towards the future. And also the current challenges, they're not only about the physical safety, but the health and well-being issues and stress that has been caused by COVID and by the way we are all working now, which is very different. These discussions bring together leading researchers and global experts who are part of the Lloyd's Register Foundation community. The foundation is an independent global charity that supports research, innovation and education to make the world a safer place. Here are some of the discussion highlights. It was felt that the impact of COVID-19 will change the way many of us work forever. Across the world, digital technology enabled so many of us to quickly adapt and carry on working despite the pandemic. The transition to home working went smoothly for many organisations, with significant numbers of employees stating that they felt they could do their job well or even better. For others, though, the transition was not so smooth. Anthony Washburn is a research associate at the Campbell Institute in the States. He works on something called the Safer Initiative at the National Safety Council 
and his particular work at the moment is directly related to how to safely return people to work in the COVID-19 world. With advice from bodies such as the World Health Organization, Anthony is involved in providing guidance for employers and employees on this issue. The shift, you know, kind of moved pretty quickly to, okay, we need to start thinking about resources and attention put on mental health, well-being, stress reduction, work-life balance, you know, being okay with work getting done at different hours of the day. And then, you know, not everyone can do the nine to five. If you have kids at home who are doing virtual learning, you know, just all of the myriad of constraints that are now placed on all of our workforce that we have to deal with and we have to be proactive about. It can't be a reaction for that when you go from having, you know, maybe a a small percentage of your workforce that had mental health issues or stress issues to a majority of your workforce that now has these issues. It was felt that a significant aspect of looking after the mental health of people working at home would inevitably need to involve employers leading the way. Anthony quoted a positive example he'd come across where a chief executive proactively encouraged staff to slow down their pace of work and they also introduced a half day off each week for employees. As for organisations where employees can't work from home, Anthony said that we need to rethink work environments so that social distancing is built into their design rather than relying on people's behaviour. This will greatly reduce the risk for workers across the world that suddenly found themselves on the front line against this virus, from delivery drivers to cleaners and shop workers, many of the unsung heroes of this crisis. Regarding safety at work, this pandemic has intensified the global division between rich and poor because, in general, it's the more affluent in society who have jobs where they are able to easily transfer to the safer environment of home working, and the risk exposure has disproportionately fallen on service workers who are more often on a low income. James Pomeroy is the Group Health, Safety, Environment and Security Director at the Lloyds Register Group. He's an engineer by background and his area of expertise includes safety management and risk assessment across the wide range of safety critical businesses that the Lloyds Register Group work in. James noted that the pandemic made it necessary in some areas to quickly change long-standing safety restrictions and regulations. For instance, many inspection processes that previously had to be carried out in person were successfully carried out remotely. Think about auditing safety-critical systems. We were not permitted to do that without eyeballing it. So we had to send someone, fly people, transfer them. Suddenly regulators have just gone away and said, actually, you can do that now. You can do it via Zoom if you want to. So barriers to keeping people safer by using technology have evaporated, and that's fantastic. During this crisis, technology has enabled many places of work to be resilient in ways that would not have been possible 10 or 20 years ago. But this also raised a number of questions, such as why didn't organisations across the world make more use of this technology before? Why were so many of us putting pressure on ourselves and indeed the planet by travelling so much to our offices and meetings prior to this pandemic. It was also felt that this experience is a dry run for other challenges, such as climate change, that there are clear parallels. For instance, climate change is another crisis in which experts are not being listened to enough. And like this pandemic, it will also have serious consequences for global health and economic wealth.
you can't deal with one risk in isolation. It's a textbook example of how we live in this kind of connectivity of a world and just everything that you do has kind of an impact and ripple effects on something else. James added that workplace crisis planning and reaction needs to put more emphasis on this connectivity and learn from other parts of the world, particularly when a crisis starts to evolve. We found it really advantageous to actually do kind of reviews on a weekly basis, taking the lessons from China and then seeing where this was going. And so our operations in Europe and the Americas were probably the best prepared that they could because we were doing blackout tests, we were forward buying protective equipment, and we were starting to get people ready. Whereas those organizations that weren't global weren't able to kind of reap the reward of, of being able to kind of say, well, what's happening and how do we forecast and then learn the lessons on the fly? And the importance of connectivity, this time within the workplace, was emphasised by Dr Ashley Hall, who's Professor of Design Innovation at the Royal College of Art in London. His area of interest is all about how to design for safety and how we work and what we work with. Ashley said we need to find ways of improving the social interaction aspects of remote working, because this is where so much creativity begins. It's the uh, missing human glue. It's actually not being able to walk down corridors and have those incidental conversations that spark up, you know, a really nice idea. So we're trying to work in a way that um, instead of using Zoom as a transactional sort of agenda-driven process, we're trying to use it as a bit more of a social connection, allowing conversations to flow in that a bit more organically and trying to bring in some of that reconnection. The co-moderator for this discussion was the Director of Technologies at the Lloyds Register Foundation, Jan Prasdatic. He said that differences between individual workplaces have not been fully appreciated during this pandemic. He quoted an example where the wearing of face coverings had actually introduced more risk into one workplace. A lot of organisations have gone straight for PPE. Everyone has to wear it. But nobody's necessarily thought through what that means. So the case that was described was in a factory where you had a forklift truck driver who was wearing glasses wearing a mask, it got fogged up and there was a horrendous accident that resulted. Jan added that just as digital technology has made this crisis more bearable for many of us, moving forward in time, developments in areas such as virtual reality and augmented reality will hopefully enhance online activity and give it more of a socially interactive feel. He also pointed out that while COVID-19 has dramatically disrupted the world, It's also forced a global reassessment of how and where we work and what our priorities should be. The level to which the impact of COVID-19 will alter and improve safety at work in the longer term remains to be seen. The fact that so many organisations and individuals were able to continue working despite the pandemic offers hope that we could also find ways to be more resilient in the face of other crises, such as the impact of climate change. This online discussion forms the basis of an Insight report, which covers the points made in more detail. We'll be providing information on where you can find this report at the end of this podcast, but it's hoped that everyone will be able to benefit from the ideas and suggestions made. Juliette gives us her closing thoughts on some of the things that really stood out as potential ways forward regarding safety at work 
and the impact of COVID-19. If I was to try and summarise the lessons learned from COVID in the context of safety at work, it's how we have adapted quickly. There's a need to be agile. There's a need to change rapidly. There's a need to think about the wider issues such as the mental health and well-being of our workforces. Use the data we have, accept that technology is a really important positive contribution to our ability to work remotely. There was another important issue which is related to the global challenges with this. So we're okay, the the participants in this conversation were all based either in the UK or the US. So we have our connectivity and our technology. So we, you know, we are all still able to do our work, whether that is audits and inspections or office-based work. But that's not the case around the world. And we need to, again, think hard about any future inequalities we might be creating and what we should do about those. But it's important to be mindful, again, because we're not traveling as much. We're not necessarily seeing that other people are struggling with their technology, but they are. Something that we talked about in this session particularly was COVID-19 is not the only challenge that's facing us. We don't want to emerge from COVID-19 only being resilient to pandemics. We want to emerge from COVID-19 having learned about resilience so that as a society, we're more resilient to multiple shocks and stresses that we're facing. So the need to use what we've learned to transform and for all of us to work together for that to be a, a positive transformation, not simply how we've reacted and where we've ended up as a result of COVID. You've been listening to Learning from Crisis, Engineering a Safer Future, brought to you by The Resilient Shift, an initiative of Lloyd's Register Foundation and Arab. A more detailed insight report based on this discussion is available on the Resilient Shift website, resilientshift.org.